I got to tell you, I am so excited to teach on a morning like this when you have just been raising the roof and declaring the praise of God. Wasn't this morning good? Oh, my goodness. You folks and our God together, great things are happening. And uh, so, voici la question. Nous sommes prêts? Are we ready? Here we go. Here's the question. Are we ready to study God's word today? Okay, so go ahead. Now, a, a lot of the stuff we're going to cover today is going to be really quickly. So I generally love for you to bring your Bible and even tell you to follow along on your phone if you did not bring a paper Bible with you. But I just want to give you a heads up. A lot of what we're going to cover today is going to be pretty quick and it will mostly be on the screen. But welcome to week three of this series called Mythbusters, where we're talking about some of the things that we tend to say, some of the things that we tend to believe in our culture. And some of those things are not that big a deal, but other things that we believe, other myths that take hold in our society can have huge and negative consequences. And so here is the myth that we're going to look at today in week three of our series. The myth goes like this, that nothing comes for free, you get what you deserve. Now, I admit that there is some truth to this message, right? There is some truth to this. In fact, let me give a little public service announcement for you. Apple Computers is not giving away free computers if you forward this to 50 people, am I right? Uh, if they call and say that you won a free cruise to the Bahamas, I also have a wonderful free vacation to you from sunny Winnipeg, Manitoba, right by the ocean. That's lovely this time of year. Yes, no, see, the, the fact is that life has taught us that when someone says free gift, you better watch out because there's probably a catch. There's probably something that they're not telling you. And so this idea that, that nothing comes for free does not seem like a myth because many times it is true. But here is the reality. While this myth is generally true, it is not universally true. And that's what makes things tricky when they are generally true. It is generally true that nothing comes for free. You get what you deserve. You have to earn things in order to get them, but it is not universally true. For example, look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. This is at a time when in the New Testament church, they were having some problems with some people who were lazy and taking advantage of the generosity of others. And so here's what they said in the New Testament church, 2 Thessalonians 3.10, for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. And that's generally true. If you do not work, then you do not eat. But we also know that that's not universally true. There are other people who are unable to work or have you know, a physical disability. And the Bible talks about how we need to care for people who cannot care for themselves. Or here's another example. Proverbs 18 verse 24 says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. In other words, to have good friends, you need to be 
a good friend. You need to take time. You need to invest in relationships. Maybe you need to be part of a small group. You need to help other people and care about other people if you expect people to care about you. Many times it is true that, that you, in a way you kind of have to earn friends. But is that universally true? No. There are some people who are just naturally loving even to people who aren't nice. And there are some people who are just absolute jerks and they have all kinds of friends and it doesn't seem fair, does it? For example, look at this verse, Galatians 6 verse 7. It says, a man reaps what he sows. It is generally true that we reap the consequences for the choices that we make. That if you do bad things, bad things come back to you. If you do good things, good things come back to you. But is that universally true? No, because we all know that good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. In fact, Ecclesiastes Chapter 9, verse 11 says, I have seen something else under the sun, that the race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to them all. And so just because you study hard, that does not always mean that you will make good grades. Just because you go to the, to the right university, that does not mean that you will get your dream job. And then we get really upset when we see people who drop out of school and become millionaires. That so does not seem fair, right? And yet happens. We know the stories. Just because you work to be a good parent does not mean that your children will turn out perfectly. Isn't this true? We think, oh my goodness, they must be really bad parents because look at those kids and look how they turned out. But, but is that true? L let me ask you a question. Think about God. God is the perfect parent. God created two people in his image, Adam and Eve. And what did they do? He sent them into the world and they messed up and they sinned and they turned his back. They turned their backs against him. And so just because you try to be a perfect parent does not mean that things will turn out perfectly. And so, can we agree that just because something is generally true, that nothing comes for free, you get what you deserve, you have to earn things in this life, that that is not universally true. So what is universally true? If we go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, in the story of creation, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so Genesis tells us the story of this, this, this creation account where God pours his creativity in making this beautiful world for us. And he gives it to us as a gift and puts us in dominion and authority over this planet. In Psalm 8, verse 3 through 8, it says, O Lord, when I consider your, your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, the son of man that you care for them? You made them ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. And so God gave us this planet as a beautiful gift and if you ever wondered, well, then what happened? Why is everything so messed up now? Well, the Bible tells us that as well. 
That, that the world was created and given to us to have authority over it. And he gave us the keys to this kingdom. But Satan came along and deceived them and said, God doesn't really love you and want the best for you. And so in the process, they, they gave the keys of the kingdom to Satan. And if you've ever wondered, why is this world so messed up? Why are there hurricanes and earthquakes and disease and sickness? And why is there evil in the world? Well, the answer is found in the Bible. It says that even now that the world is groaning in agony because of our sin and also because in so doing, Satan is now in authority over this world. Now, but even still, even still, we can see the beauty of this planet. Can we not? Le monde est très beau, n'est-ce pas? And have you ever looked at the, a picture of this planet from outer space? Is it not the most amazing thing? Have you ever driven to the beach just to watch the sunset? In the summer, that's one of our favorite things to do is Tracy and I will drive up to Parley Beach in the evening and grab a bite to eat and then go and walk on the beach and watch the sunset over the water. The creation is amazing. Do you love the fall colors? This fall, we went to Cape Breton to see the changing of the colors in, in the fall. It's just amazing to see the beauty of this planet that God has given us, even though it is, it is messed up and twisted and has been damaged by the story that we read in Genesis 1. That still, the orange of a sunset is overwhelming, and yet it's free. Better than any painting you could ever see. And so here is the real truth. The truth is that the most valuable things in life are free. Psalm 139 verse 13 says, You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I want you to just do this. Take your hand for, for just a second. And look at the detail of your fingernails and think about how your hands work. It's an amazing miracle. Think about even how your brain can process that with all these chemical reactions and the synapses. And I mean, it is, it is an incredibly delicate, complex uh, equation. It's, it's an incomprehensible Miracle, and what did you do to deserve it? What did you do to earn the right to be born? Nothing, it's a gift from God, it's free. Look at Matthew chapter 5, verse uh, 4 and 5, it, or verse 45. It says, He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Now, wouldn't it be easier if the sun only shined on good people? Like if the sun only shined on the righteous and, and it only, you know, storm clouds were only, it would be a lot easier to tell who was naughty and who was nice, right? Imagine if somebody comes walking in, they have a storm cloud over their head. It's like, I know who's been bad today. And yet, what did you do to deserve the sun and the rain? Nothing. What did you do to deserve to be in Canada, the family you were born into, your intelligence, your personality? Those were given to you. 
And yet, so many times we believe this myth. We think that somehow all this that I have is because I deserve it. I have earned it. But I'm here to tell you that this myth is one of the most destructive lies that we can buy into. You say, why, Joel? That, that seems like an overstatement. Well, let me tell you why. Because what happens is we begin to look at people who have good things in their life and we begin to think that somehow they must deserve it. And we look at people who have bad things in their lives and we begin to think that somehow they must deserve it. And we begin to judge people and we, we, we say, well, they've got bad kids. Guess they must be bad Parents, he, he's struggling with his finances. He must have done something wrong. She's in an abusive relationship. She must have made bad choices. It's her fault. And we think, oh, no, 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 Joe, Joe, come on. I would never say that. Really? What do we think when a drunk driver gets killed in an accident? Well, I guess they deserved it. Let me tell you, this myth leads to dangerous and destructive conclusions because it becomes the foundation for something that's called karma. In our, in our uh, small groups this week, our small group discussion guides are going to spend some time talking about the idea of karma that's so popular in the world today. 51% of British citizens in the UK believe in karma. 65% of Americans believe in karma. And yet it's the exact opposite of the Bible. And when you look at the world that way, what happens is you begin to look at people who are impoverished, people who are homeless, people who are suffering, people who have family problems and think, well, you know, I feel bad for them, but I guess you get what you deserve. And that is so arrogant. And it misses the point of life itself. And so what is the truth? The truth is, that the most beautiful things in life, the most valuable things in life, the most precious things in life are free. They're actually gifts that we receive from God. And, and when we understand that, when, when we begin to understand this truth, here's what all of a sudden comes into focus. That whenever you get anything for free, it is because someone else has paid for it. This, this is true in everything. Whenever you get something for free, it's because someone has paid for it. We are getting ready here in the next few months for one of our big outreaches of the year called Easter Bunny Blast, which is this crazy party that we throw here uh, at the church to invite the whole community. It's an amazing family experience as thousands of people come through the doors of our church. It's huge, it's elaborate, and it costs money. <laughs> and people look as they walk through the doors and they look around and they say, this is amazing. I can't believe that you don't charge admission for this. It's one of the greatest events for families in our community. I can't believe people say that all this is free. But is it really free? 
No, we put in countless hours of work from you and me and Pastor Liz and the Kids World team and our whole church. And we do it to let families know Moncton Wesleyan loves you. We love your family. Jesus loves you. And so we make it free to them, but it is costly to us. When you were born into this world, the gift of life was free to you, right? You did not have to pay admission to be born into the world. Your birth was a free gift. But does that mean that your birth was without pain or without cost? Just ask your mama. Am I right? Can I get a testimony in the house? Amen. All the women said, "Woo!" It is painful to have a baby. And yet, when you were born, it was free to you because someone else paid the price. And that is true for everything. Whatever you get for free, make no mistake, it is because someone else has paid for it. And listen, the lack of understanding this truth is what lays the foundation for many of the religions in the world today. And we're going to talk about that next, next week. We're going to see next week how many of the world's religions are built upon this myth, but not so with Jesus. See, Jesus is so different than that because the Bible says that you could never be good enough to earn your way to God. You could never be good enough. It's a gift paid for by Jesus. First Peter Chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. And so next week, we are going to dig down into this truth. And we're going to see next week how, how, how ultimately this will lead us to communion next Sunday. Because communion, the Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, the bread and the cup are the ultimate reminders of what Christ did for us. The cost of our salvation. And listen, it is free. Salvation is free to you and to me, but not because it is of little value, but because Jesus is the one who paid the price. Amen? And so let's stand together. And I invite the prayer team to come down at this point. And as we prepare for a closing time of worship to pour out our hearts to God, for some of you, the most important part of our time together is going to be right now when you come before God and lay yourself before Him. And so if, if you would like someone to pray with you today. As we sing this song, you are welcome to come. And we have prayer team members who are here and ready and waiting to join you in prayer.